were too big. And they were too big. They were like significantly too big. The sizing is definitely not normal sizing. Maybe I'll do the open in the. I'll do the open wide and uh, shoes, the shitty shoes that are two sizes too big. Welcome to Water Mouth, the show that talks about fitness, nutrition, and life from three average athletes that have no business doing so. Today we are going to be talking about Noble and the CrossFit Games sponsorship with a man already mentioned several times, Matt Tittman. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm joined with my two gym besties, Cassie and Ashley. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Matt, it is an honor to have you here. Nobody tells me that I'm terrible, much like you, and it is the best thing that I could ever hear. And you know what? I was actually saying two days ago, maybe, I was like, I think we've mentioned... I think we've mentioned him in every single podcast episode, like every single one, because we always talk about like, what do you get critiqued on? What do you need to do better at? And Matt, you're the only one who's like super honest, like, or like you'll walk up and be like, well, you should just pretend that lift didn't happen and move on. Uh, And I appreciate that like very deeply uh, because it definitely made me a better athlete. That pretty much adequately sums up my coaching philosophy. Honesty's best policy. Sometimes it hurts. I think I've told it before. I told the story before, but the first time you gave me any advice, you weren't coaching, and you—I didn't even know you were a coach at the time. You just came off the lifting platform and was like, "You're going to kill yourself if you keep doing that." <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I listened to your body image podcast, which was because that's something that I've struggled with uh, a lot over the years. And uh, you told that story. Your knees were bowed in, like. Well, that—that—that's important, and. Uh, I, I've always been one to to be able to take those on the chin. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're similar. You know, you came from the Marines background. Uh, I'm a police officer. You know, I played high level sports my whole life. Like, I was used to getting feedback and being told, like, here's how you can improve, and here's why you suck now. <laughs> you know what, though, to just just to have like a quick piece of contrast to that, my favorite my favorite thing about Matt was like, he would be like, get on the rower, you know, two minutes. But as you were rowing, Matt, you would like come around and be like, what hurts, what's wrong? Like, what hurts, what's wrong? So it wasn't like this generic random warm up that was just like happened to be programmed. Like people would be doing different things for what they needed for their bodies for that workout. And I do, I wish more people would do that. And I, it also made me feel very cared about. I was like, my coach cares how I feel today. It's very nice. Yeah, so that's a big thing that we talk about with CrossFit is like, we're not just a gym, we're supposed to be a community, we're supposed to be fostering this sense of belonging. And there has to be that sort of like personal connection between the coaches and the athletes. I I can't even remember where I read that, but I picked it up somewhere. And I was like, you know, for that, like 30 seconds or whatever, I need to make this person the most important person in the gym. And make them feel like they belong here and that I care about them. So that's why I did that. And everyone is different. So someone comes in and maybe they're a little sore in the upper body from a bench press. They all right, well, take it easy on the push-ups in this wad, you know? Something along those lines. So it sounds to me like you're a no bull shit kind of coach. (laughs) (laughs) Insert applause right here. Yeah, pretty much. So So, yeah. (laughs) yeah <laughs> uh... we don't know what to do after you made that joke it was so bad we just stopped. <laughs> we stopped 
Yeah, so Noble took over the CrossFit Games sponsorship, or the, the it's the Noble Games, not the Reebok Games. So there's been some controversial opinions on on that. If you've paid attention to any of the meme pages, especially John Woolley's, he has just been fire hosing, just shitting on Noble nonstop. And it, there's some merit to it. I mean, when I started like two years ago, yeah, I was looking for like a, I was into the commercial side of it. And I was like, yeah, Reebok, I could you know have shoes like people on tv so you get into all that instagram advertising because you know we're all consumers of just bullshit all the time you know noble kind of you know comes out with this video and it's just this artistic project and you know i'm taken in by it and i look at the price and i'm like "Mm, no i'm just gonna mm, mm -mm. i'm gonna stick with what i have i'm gonna stick with my new balances or something but because like 130 for like shoes I can't justify that from a brand that I don't know anything about. Yeah, I will start a little bit of a of a rant here. I was trying really hard to save it. I really was. I didn't want to start this way. I feel like Noble is an elitist company that wants to remain elitist by not making products available to those who are of a lower socioeconomic status because they don't put anything on sale. Like even Lululemon, like you can find their leggings for like 40 bucks sometimes on sale. Like somebody who a $40 is a splurge for a lot of people for something they're going to just sweat in. And I do understand like with shoes, you want to invest in a good pair of shoes. But if CrossFit is supposed to be accessible to people of all socioeconomic statuses from all walks of life, Noble is not it for me. Like I'm not buying your $50 t-shirt that's the same as like, like Reeboks that's go, that'll go on sale for like $9.99 eventually. That is my biggest issue with Noble. That really bothers me. Can't you get a payment plan for the $50 t-shirt? You can. Isn't it like like five easy installments of $10 or something? Plus tax, plus shipping, plus Noble cost. (laughs) So like they do offer, uh, if you're like a first responder or military, like that you can get like, it's like a 10% IDB discount. But actually a lot of places give me that as like a medical professional. And they did not offer me that as a medical professional. So even like there's one discount they do offer doesn't apply to like 98.97654% of the population. And I'm just like, guys, just put crap on sale. Like we know you're not selling out of everything you make. You're not like weaving shoes by hand in the back. Like get over yourselves and rant. All right. So I think it's important to bring the history into this. Noble started showing up around like 2015, I want to say. And this might have been the peak of my like CrossFit consumption. Like I had a Rogue Fitness package coming like every month. I bought (laughs) many shoes, many t-shirts, a bunch of random gear. A lot of it I still have. Some of it was garbage. But when Noble first started showing up, I I thought they were goofy back then. It was, it's still the same shoe. They haven't changed since 2015, but back then all they had was black, gray, and I think OD green. And I looked at them and I was like, man, those are goofy. I'm going to go get another pair of Nanos on sale. Like, there's no way I'm wearing them. And then they started the marketing campaigns. It was like, no bull, just the horns. And I thought that was the corniest shit of all time. Yeah, and I still think they're a corny company, but... I will say, full disclosure, 
I just might have terrible old man taste. I do think they look good, but the price tag is what kept me away from it. I mean, I I work out in Chuck Taylors, so I got annoyed with having lifters and running shoes and cross trainers. Just came to the conclusion that I'm not going to be an elite level athlete, and I can do all those things in Chuck Taylors. I buy one pair of shoes and that's it now. So I'm I'm with you on that. Noble on the surface is definitely something that I would go for because they have splashes of like crazy designs and crazy colors and like artistic kind of look to it. I mean, if you look at my, the new Metcons that I got, they're like covered with like colors and, and happiness and sunshine and rainbows and stuff like that. So, but once again, it's, yeah, it's the price tag that gets it because if it's over $130, for me to buy a shoe from a company that I've never even tried, like you don't have like a casual shoe that I can try on or anything just to get the fit. I'm not going to go for that. I'm not going to waste my money on something like that. I'm a lot more sensible. And correct me if I'm wrong. You can't get them in like retail stores, right? So you can't go in and try them on. Mm-mm. That's the only reason I got Nike Metcons is because I could go to Dick Sporting Goods and, and try them on. Or, you know, I couldn't even try on the, the Reebok Nanos and I didn't even like them at all. We're here. We're here shitting on Noble. Like Reebok is any better? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I I agree with that. Like being able to try something on, and especially a shoe. Like it's the one time like men and women have this like very even threshold for like having to try things on. Guy sizes are generally pretty good. Like guy size consistent. I should say. You know how something's going to fit. It's kind of always going to fit that way. And like women, it's like a four, but it's a six in this brand and a 10 in that brand and a 15 in that brand. A shoe, like everybody's foot is so different. Arches, width, length. You know, I have bone spurs on like the back of both of my ankles. So I have to go half a size bigger, which like, so I have to be like very, I have to really watch what kind of shoe I get. So I don't get blisters and they don't fall off, but they have to be big enough. So like to not be able to try them on is definitely like something that's going to take me away from even trying them. Then you read the reviews that once you send them back, you don't get your money back. I'm off with that one. Although I do, I do love my Reebok Nanos and I had them for a very long time and I had lots of them. There was only one I didn't care for and it was hard and flat. Yeah. Speaking about not getting your uh, money back, you might not even get your shoe. I mean, their tagline is a brand for people who train hard and don't believe in excuses. What about the excuse? I've never got my shoes. <laughs> and I think if they want to talk about being like the inception of them is, I think Matt, you said two, 2015. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're both, uh, I think there's two owners. This shows you how much I actually know about the company, but they were CrossFit people. Like they were just CrossFitters who created these shoes and the one worked for Reebok and, you know, they came together and like created Nobles. It's just kind of weird that they were like, you know what we have, we have Nanos. And we have Metcons. You know, we don't have cinder blocks. Nobody's running in cinder blocks. We should get some of those on the market. <laughs> and people in their gym had to be like, yes, we do need those. <laughs> That's like the most wild part to me. Because a friend who gave me a pair to try and they were like, hard. they were just, they were not for me. Maybe you love your nobles and that's okay. Not everybody has great taste. They were not for me. So then they were like just way too big. So my boyfriend tried them on and they were too small for him. But he was like, these are not my jam. So we literally tried to give them away. Like I had multiple people try them on at the gym to like give you a $130 pair of shoes. And nobody wanted them. (laughs) So maybe it's the sizing. I mean, I'm sure I can put them on like Poshmark and get literally $130 for them. But that was just kind of a wild experience. 
I think the thing that really blows my mind is how unresponsive the customer service is. Multiple reports of like that people trying to reach out to customer service and just them being ghosted. And that's such a big thing for me. If a company has good customer service, I'll pay a little bit more just because I know I'll be taken care of. I have these these grips from Element 26. And the only reason I bought these grips was because the CEO, it's a small company, but the CEO reached out to me and asked me how I liked the weightlifting belt that I bought from them. And then just started like going back and forth and I was, think, I was thinking, man, this guy's actually taking time out of his day to email me back. Like I emailed him back. It was like, it went back and forth three or four times. And he came back. He's like, well, it sounds like you, you do CrossFit. If you want to try our grips, we've got great grips. Looked at him. The price seemed reasonable. I was already happy with the quality of the belt for the price that I paid. So I figured I'd give him a shot. And when I ordered the grips that came with like a free roll of tape, I'm just, I'm just surprised that a company that is so unresponsive is doing well enough to be sponsoring the CrossFit Games. Well, and not only are they sponsoring the CrossFit Games, they are raising venture capital. Like they are expanding. I mean, they raised, I think I saw $27 million in venture capital in their last offering. So obviously people think the brand has staying power is worth investing in (laughs) customer service though man you give a great example with a small company and i will say it's easier when it's you know a one or two man operation you know just getting your feet wet and noble's kind of in that weird middle ground where all right they're not small anymore they're nationally known they advertise on podcasts. They're still only like a 30 employee company or something like that. Yeah, it, it just shows the the priorities here is to make money. They don't really care about the end consumer after, you know, they get their money. That's the reason I hate corporations. I'm, re- I'm really kind of glad that Revival went unaffiliated because I do not like giving my money to corporations. And every time I do, a little piece of me dies because you are a number. And it is all about pushing product rather than quality. And, you know, I feel like from a noble standpoint, it's, it's always just like, there's no quality. There's no customer service. Like, why would you give anything that time of day? It's all about advertising. It's all about money. There's just no heart into anything. Well, and I think it's important to differentiate between, all right. Yeah. We say corporate, but noble is a, different kind of company. I I guess you would say they're an internet age company. Like Reebok is owned by Adidas, which is what, 80 years old or something crazy like that. They're well-known, well-established. They understand, okay, yeah, ultimately at the end of the day, it's about pushing volume. Quality control isn't always the best, but at least, you know, I get a crappy pair of nanos. I send them back in the mail. I'm going to get another pair and chances are good that they'll be fine. With smaller companies like Noble, there's no way to guarantee that. They obviously are lacking quality control wherever their supplier is, probably Pakistan or China. Somewhere they can make the stuff super cheap, maximize their profits, show their investors their balance sheets like, hey, we're a super profitable company. Come get in on this. And ultimately, at the end of the day, they forget about the end user. Yeah, but uh, something I like, I just kind of thought about, and I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about. CrossFit kind of saved Reebok in a way. Like Reebok was definitely a dying brand, but CrossFit wasn't like well known either when Reebok like 
So it was, it was almost like a, like kind of a twist of fate that like Reebok and CrossFit both like got a lot of, I don't know, I want to use the word notoriety, but it's not for being like just knownness. They got known, (laughs) Uh, but they both kind of exploded together. And I feel like Noble kind of just like, like, yeah, CrossFit has definitely taken a hit in the last year for sure. But people who do CrossFit now do CrossFit. We talked, we talk about it to everybody. Like it already has a community. There's already a base. It's already global. So for Noble to come in now, it's just kind of like, meh. Like, I don't know. I feel like there was something very special between the CrossFit and Reebok partnership in the beginning where, I don't know, it just feels so lackluster. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe nobody else feels that way. Well, let me uh, put on my old man CrossFit pants because I'm probably the only one that remembers. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to be a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So the Reebok deal came about, it started in 2011. But if you go back and watch the 2010 games, which it's a spectacle compared to what it is now. It, It feels more like a local competition. They're in this giant tennis stadium with the nice central rig they're doing, uh, doing Amanda and there's like 500 people there, but you know, they had ads at the time. Under Armour was, uh, one of the main sponsors of the games in 2010. They've had other hilarious sponsors such as Panda Express, for instance, the Reebok deal was definitely huge because it was Adidas really took a, a jump and a leap of faith. I guess you would say they saw the promise and they got the exclusive deal with CrossFit, which is why it's been so successful. All CrossFit merchandise is Reebok. The Nano was the official shoe of CrossFit. If you went to your CrossFit L1 class like I did, you got a free Reebok t-shirt at the end of it after you paid for your $1,000 class. And that's why it works so well. There was no competition. I mean, the Metcons came around... I was 20, late 2014, early 2015, something like that. But for those first few years, it was Nanos or, you know, Chuck Taylors or Vibrams, if that was your thing, you know. And at one point, CrossFit actually offered to buy Reebok from Adidas and Adidas shut them down. They're like, no, we're, we're making money hand over fist off of this. Like we have a whole new market niche that we've cornered why are we going to sell our golden goose? I did not know all that. Mm -hmm. That is very, I love the Panda Express. I actually, I kind of wish it was the Panda Express games. (laughs) Because that is something I could actually compete in. The early days of CrossFit really was the Wild West. Yeah, I actually did watch like footage from the 2010 games. Like, but it was before I was like into CrossFit enough to know what I was watching. I was like, this looks like somebody's backyard. (laughs) I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, well, 2010 was the first year in LA. Or no. Yeah, I watched The Ranch. That's what I watched. Yeah, so, I mean, it is. It's Dave Castro's parents' backyard, pretty much. Like, <laughs> they took whatever sponsor they could get. I've heard about the Wild West days and uh, everyone's just wearing, like, Chuck Taylor's. Maybe that's why I gave him a, a try. Maybe I'll try to re- revive him. I, I, think, I think for me, it was shoes are something that can help you but they're not going to like make you a million times better and as long as you have a decent pair that protect your feet i think that's all you really need 
I don't need to be spending $130. If you like, if you like them, if you like, fine, go for it. For our two viewers, we're not, you know, shitting on you. We're shitting on the company. You guys do you, whatever you're comfortable in. We won't judge you to your face. I feel bad because I think CrossFit already has a really bad stigma attached to it. Like it definitely does. Like, cause even when I first started, I noticed really quickly, like if you say like, Oh, I do Olympic weightlifting and I, you know, do cardio. People are fine with that. But like, if you did CrossFit, some people had big opinions, but I think it's because they really think of like these bro-y type gyms or people that obviously hasn't, have not been exposed to like good CrossFit gyms, but like where people are doing dumb shit all the time and like, just kind of like, you know, training to the point of, you know, oh, what's the like rhabdo, you know, everybody's like, you're going to get rhabdo. And I'm like, I'm not good enough to get rhabdo. <laughs> but, uh, but I think people automatically think of that. And then to have your sponsor be like, we're not made for people who make excuses. You mean like human beings, you're not made for human beings. Like, it's very frustrating. And maybe I just have a different way I want CrossFit to be and maybe I'm just wrong and our gym is just very very special and our community is very special but uh I don't like want it just feels very exclusive and maybe people like feeling part of like part of the the I work so much harder than you club like you know those t-shirts that were like your workout is my warm-up like that's what noble feels like to me you know if you're not if you're not doing it this way and you're not working hard day in and day out I'm like, man, some people just want to like move their bodies a few times a week. Leave them alone. Like let them make excuses the other four days. <laughs> it reminds me of the people who were like, are really, really proud of the military, but have never been in the military. They're wearing, they're wearing the olive drab. And like, if you say one, like you start mentioning anything patriotic, their dick gets hard as fuck. And they start talking about that shit. But then they're like, oh, but I never joined. And like, if, if I say one negative thing about the military, like, oh, you don't love, fucking love your country. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. I actually <laughs> I actually serve my country. I think I could say a bad thing or two about him. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think it's uh it's like the Apple effect. People or Supreme or any other kind of brand loyalist. There is that desire for exclusivity and uh clout, I guess is the best word for it. Some people want to be seen. They see Jared Wayne Stevens or Bailey Rail in an advertisement, you know, six pack popping, like some drab gray t shirt on. And they're like, yeah, I want that. Like, I want to have no personality. There's an Apple commercial recently. It was like, are you different? Are you an innovator? It's showing like all these people in front of an Apple, but like the same exact Apple, like over the ages and shit. And it's like, are they trying to say, are you different? But by sh- by showing how everyone is the exact same, it's like she's like spending a bunch of fucking money on the same piece of trash year after year. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the other issue with Noble is they're they're pricing themselves as a premium product. Like we've all pointed out, okay, one hundred thirty dollars for a pair of shoes. Yeah, have I paid that multiple times? I had to get the fresh nanos when they came out. But no, again, I've gotten plenty of nanos on sale. I got my Adidas weightlifting shoes on sale. Like I'll, t- I'll take a deal any day. I don't need to be a part of the club, but when you price yourself as this premium product and then you don't deliver, that's when I start to have an issue with it. You know, we've read some reviews where it's like, these are like wearing cinder blocks. These are not 
comfortable, you know? And it's like, at the end of the day, what are you paying for? Paying to say you're wearing no bulls. Can you take no bull? Yeah, exactly. There, there's nothing else. <laughs> Fucking horns. <laughs> Ooh, I want the the, uh, <laughs> one of the other things when I was like, let me let me find all the bad stuff I can to justify my opinions on Noble. They're like sponsored athletes compared to like they do have a lot of like diverse diversity in their advertisement. And I think I do want to give a shout out because I think I've even seen some people with disabilities in their advertisement, which is like very hard to find with athletic companies. So that I appreciated the diversity within their advertisement is really good. But then their sponsored athletes are like cookie cutter white dudes and girls and then like one black guy and I'm like it just doesn't seem like there was a lot of effort put into that when this has been a year for CrossFit to really challenge themselves to diversify and like look at real social issues within the company it just felt maybe not good enough for me and maybe I'm just wrong about that but I just want companies to do what I would do (laughs) But they're not my company, so I don't get to tell them. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the diversity because their one African-American athlete is Tola Morikinio. Amazing athlete. Strong as all hell. The guy clean and jerks over 400 regularly. The only reason they picked him up is because Noble Ben Bergeron to sponsor all of his athletes at CrossFit New England. So that's why Benny B... Catherine David's daughter, Tola, what's her name? Tori Dyson, I think, is one. Um, yeah, that's like the official shoe of CrossFit New England. And Ben or Comp Train is Ben Bergeron's program. That's interesting. I was talking to a friend about about this issue, and he doesn't do CrossFit. And he and he's a black guy for context. And we were just talking about the different shoes, and it was like, oh, Nike would have been. I don't know if, if Nike was interested or what, but Nike would have been a good a good sponsor because it is a big company that could draw in a more diverse crowd. Everyone wears Nikes at multiple sports. And I think the the awesome thing about CrossFit is that there's a lot of people who do CrossFit because they find it has adequate training for their sport of choice. And you could find those sports and try to bring them into the world of CrossFit through an advertiser like Nike. But instead, Noble is going the elitist route because they don't like, they have like a weightlifting shoe and like maybe a running shoe, but I think that's it. And I think the I think the weightlifting shoe is just like an overpriced chuck. It, it's a it's a, a legit weightlifting shoe. The issue is number one, it's like four hundred bucks. Number two, it looks like it has a wood heel, which is desirable in weightlifting. Uh, better transfer of power to the platform. And you look into the material, it turns out it's just stacked leather that they dyed. You know, there there's elitists within weightlifting. There's guys that have thousand dollar Adidas shoes that were made. What the cool ones are 13 years old now. The Addy Star 2008s cost about nine hundred dollars for a pair. They can justify that because that's all they do. Nobles, no no one can justify those four hundred dollar lifters. I think part of like the issue comes in with, with Noble for me and, and the pricing with like gather yeah, shoes that are $1,300 and, but they're not the sponsor of the entire sport. The sport isn't representing themselves as a $13,000 shoe sport. And I think CrossFit kind of took on, you know what? 
our shoes are $130 and our t-shirts are $50. And you can't afford that. You can't afford the official gear of CrossFit when, I don't know, like, I feel like if you, like you said, you look back at those ranch days, it was supposed to be people, people were like clean and jerking and then like they'd drop their weight and like crush a beer and then like go back to the workout. So it was a very much like an every man, every woman kind of game. And like, even like Reebok, like Reebok's pretty diverse. And I'm sure it has like, I'm sure there's so much trash. We can actually talk on Reebok if we look into it. At least like when I was like poor, poor, like when I was like poor, poor, like I moved to Maryland with no money. And uh, I was like trying to budget. And like the owner of our gym was like helping me budget in like my CrossFit membership every month because it was the only place I had friends. Like I could at least like wait for the nanos to go on sale and like get the shoes everybody else had at the gym. Like I could get t-shirts for like seven or eight bucks or even like TJ Maxx would get like two of my CrossFit t-shirts are from TJ Maxx. I literally paid $2.99 a piece for those, but I could feel like I was part of the community and fit in. You're never going to have that with no bull. That's, and like, so I'm cool with like, if Noble can sell their shoes wherever they want, like if you, and if you like Noble shoes and you can afford them and they're, you feel really cool with them. That's awesome. Cause gear does make you feel great. Man, to be like, this is who we are as a, like, as a brand that bothers me. They have the spotlight on them now. So people are going to flood to them. So the, or maybe the oversaturation of the market will just, it, it'll either make them better or, or it'll show them for who they really are as a company. Do you, so I don't know, as a, we talk about Noble as an upscale company. Do you think CrossFit as an entity is sort of upscale as well? Because I can go into any big box gym and pay way less than I could for the same equipment, for the same um, expertise and trainers. You know, the only thing that I'm getting with, with CrossFit that, you know, is worth $175 more would be, you know, community and, you know, friendship and, and all this, that, and in between. But do you think that the price point that Noble has is kind of on brand with CrossFit being as it is, if you are a member of an affiliate, you're paying out the wazoo per month? I think that's a little bit more difficult because maybe from CrossFit as a CrossFit HQ standpoint, the affiliation process means that all of these are small businesses and there might be larger boxes that, you know, there's multiple one owner owns multiple boxes or something like that. But there's also a lot of small boxes where the guy's trying to stay afloat and it, and yeah, maybe membership is a little expensive, but he's barely making ends meet, especially with this pandemic that had, that we're in the middle of. Yeah. If you want to talk the business of CrossFit, it's, that's a way deeper issue. And we can obviously do better on pricing, but pricing is dependent on your area too. You know, obviously a box in Manhattan is going to be more than a box in Des Moines. You know, it's just a cost of living kind of thing, cost of brand, cost of equipment. The good CrossFit boxes will make that payment worth it. And that's one of the things that they tell you at the level one course is, you know, yeah, anyone with an L1 can open a box, but a lot of them are going to be out of business quickly. Because, you know, they have somewhat of an idea. They think it's a good business plan. And it's right now it's not. It's a very libertarian. Glassman always wrote it in the CrossFit.com papers. It was like the good boxes are going to be the ones that survive. Like the bad quality ones, people aren't going to stay. They're going to say they're, it's not worth their money and they're going to close. So that's when you find out who is good. 
you know, when you find a CrossFit affiliate that's been around for 10 plus years, there's a reason. Is Noble pricing consistent with that? Eh, I don't think so. Again, you know, you brought up Chuck T's. You know, I used to work out in Chuck Taylor's too before I got my first Nanos. You don't need any equipment. You literally just need some supportive shoes and, you know, your old gym clothes. Like, that's it. You can do so much with that. There's no need for $50 olive drab t-shirts or, you know, you don't need weightlifting shoes unless you're going to be weightlifting. You know, yeah, it, it just doesn't mesh well with my impression of CrossFit. I don't know. And I've been around a while. I started in 2014. But again, every market does tend to have higher end options. So I think Noble just spotted an opportunity and say, all right, maybe we don't want to cater to the masses. We're, we're just going to go after this group right here. And that's going to be enough. Yeah. That's, that's a solid business plan because obviously people are paying for it. Our box is littered with Noble's. I know. I do keep thinking about that as I keep trashing them. I'm sorry, guys, if you listen. Yo, those high tops are ugly. Throw them in the Ash, if you want high tops, just buy Chuck T's. You can get some hot pink ones like I do. Well, here's something I want to bring up for everybody. And every single company that I buy from does this. Sports bras are way too damn expensive. If you're going to make it, if you're going to make it mandated that women have to cover up, at least make it cheaper for us. All right. I'm just going to say it. It's ridiculous. I'm not paying $50 for that. Thank you, Under Armour. Especially since the sport takes your boobs from you. Like, you can't do CrossFit and keep a big chest. It's very difficult. If you're going to take my boobs, the least you can do is give me, like, a nice, supportive, reasonably priced bra. Because you know my shirt's not staying on. (laughs) If you want me to do double-unders, you're going to have to give me something a little more affordable, okay? Actually, speaking of, like, just their apparel and, like, the, you know, the drab, the drab olive, I have seen a lot of people be, like, you know, and, of course, like, it's in the noble comment section, like, on their Instagram post, but, like, Yes, finally, like CrossFit games with like normal colors. And I was like, why though? <laughs> I like, I love the bright colors. I think like part of that, like, I don't know, like the high socks and like the bright shorts and the like, colorful shirts and all the geometric, really bad geometric patterns I would never wear on anything but my CrossFit gear. Like, I really enjoy that. Like, I like that obnoxious loud. And, you know, they always have, there's always black. Every company sells, like, all black. If you want all black or all gray, like, that's fine. I don't want to watch the olive and gray games. I don't know. That That's a little sad to me. It loses something for me. All right. So what companies do you guys, do you guys like, not like? I don't like Fleo. That's another unpopular CrossFit opinion. Because of the same reason. Their shit doesn't go on sale. And then people buy it and sell it on, like, these Fleo trading websites for, like, hundreds of dollars like i've seen 500 dollars fleo shorts if you have money to spend on 500 dollars shorts that you're just gonna have like butt sweat in you're just not the kind of person i want to be friends with unless you're gonna let me borrow your like private jet to go to your private island because they're the only kind of people i can expect to have that kind of money i should probably talk about something i do like at least one i do have a pair of lulu that i like i did get them on clearance and my thought process to paying the little extra for it was that they're supposed to last me like 10 years and so i broke it down that's not bad per year we're gonna go with those but i haven't had them long enough to determine if uh that they'll actually last that long <laughs> yeah i'll back you up on lululemon um i own i'd say approximately six pairs of their shorts um i got 
I got five of them at the outlet, which has unfortunately now closed and they have held up remarkably well. Um, they don't show anywhere. You know, I'm, I'm hard on my stuff. You know, I'm a bull in the China shop, every different kind of workout you can imagine. I'm still wearing shorts from, you know, 2016 or something, which is remarkable. I do like, I have one pair of, I have two pairs of Lululemon and I do like them. Everybody raves about the aligns. There is not enough support in those for me. Like I'm not skinny or tight enough for those, but I've recently really gotten into a barbell cartel. I got a pair of uh, their joggers for Christmas and I wore them for like a week straight. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy another pair, but they're pretty pricey as well. Um, but it was actually super cool. Like I emailed them and I just asked for like a discount code. They sent me a 20% off discount code. So I was like, yes, I'll buy more stuff. And then, so I bought another pair of joggers. And then after buying that, they sent me another discount for 20% off for my next purchase. And I was like, you know how to get repeat customers. So I do really like, I got a pair of their leggings. If you're somebody with like a very, a very big, like butt to smaller waist ratio, they are very nice. They're the only ones that haven't really fallen out on me besides Born Primitive. I really like Born Primitive stuff. They've been, they've been clutch. I really like them. Like their jorts. I have a pair. I have a pair of the jorts also. And I mean, I haven't had them that long, but right now they're going strong and I love them. I actually want to find a pair of jeans that are just as stretchy as those fucking things. Cause they're amazing. And I, I go through jeans like it's something with my fucking fat ass thighs just rubbing against each other like i will split my crotch constantly with jeans i've bought expensive ones i've bought like levi's like it, it just doesn't matter i've been holding off i want to drop on the barbell apparel want to see what theirs hold up but they're expensive but if they last i'm willing to pay it so i have two pairs of barbell apparel jeans that you know i also have the tree trunk thighs i got the I lift a lot of weight. What can I say? <laughs> they have held up remarkably well. Like my first pair is probably four years old and they look brand new. I'm not a big jeans guy, but in the winter when you do need some pants, like I'll, I'll throw them on. They're super comfortable. You can squat in them like ass to grass. No problem. Perfect. Well, so I'm going to go off with one brand that I do like. So uh, it was after like a, a, a competition, like I'm going to say two years ago, because last year was a wash. Serena gave me this voucher for um, a double under um, jump rope from double under wonder. So I, it was for a free one. So I just went on the website, did the voucher and got like a free one. And it was so you in, insert your height and they give they uh, send you a, a rope that's like adjusted to your height and it's only at like one setting for it but you can do like crazy designs and design it from there and that might be like the only jump rope that i've ever been able to do like consistent double unders on i forgot to ask louie last week so we're really bad at this you can tell that we just started a podcast um but i did ask victor um what his favorite piece of gear is so matt when you go to the gym, what's your favorite piece of gear? Or at least a piece of gear you're going to take every time. I'll give you two. My Lice Tongue weightlifting shoes. I have owned a few pairs of weightlifting shoes and settled on these. They're awesome. 
one inch high heels, easy lace up, boa lacing to strap everything in. They're rock solid. They don't move when you're squatting, um, help you maintain that nice upright posture. And I also use them for rowing. I love distance rowing, which is weird. Like everyone knows that like I love to lift weights and you know, I've moved some serious weight in the past and but I've also rode a marathon. Um, and I'm training to do another one this summer. Uh, they're great for rowing. It, it helps so much to get the power onto the erg. And then my second one is my rogue Ollie Ohio weightlifting belt and it's leather. It has a metal buckle and it does not move. It's awesome. It, it's so supportive. Um, it'll stand up to the heaviest power lifts, but it's still flexible enough that you can snatch in it with no problems. Awesome. Well, we'll have to check that out because as we learned this weekend, Velcro is not allowed in powerlifting. Um, powerlifting is dumb, man. <laughs> <laughs> can I give you a workout? Oh, you most definitely can give us a workout. I am so ready for this one. Oh, no, you're not. 300 pound clean and jerk for time. <laughs> no. Um, so like I said... I love distance rowing. There's two that I have. Uh, the scaled option is a 10K. CrossFit, as we define it, is work capacity across broad time and modal domains. And unfortunately, we get boxed in uh, at our CrossFit boxes, no pun intended, to an, to an hour. Every class is an hour. So you're not able to do longer, more... I guess, aerobic wads. With this, the scaled is 10,000 meters, nice, slow, conversational pace. I always joke, too, that CrossFit is the perfect fitness for the ADD generation like me, where you tell us what to do, and then you say you have this long or do this many reps, and you're done. And so it's, it's perfect for that. Going long and slow like this, it seems counterintuitive to CrossFit, but it will make you better at CrossFit. Um, you're going to be pushing your aerobic boundaries, building capillary density in your lungs. All right. And then for the Psychopath RX version, uh, the workout is a standard rowing team workout. It's called a 30R20. It's 30 minutes long, and you can only go 20 strokes per minute. Okay. So... There's two ways to go fast on a rower. One, you can take more strokes per minute, or two, you can put more power into each stroke. So I'm taking away the more strokes per minute. So now you're going to have to put the power down. All okay. right? And 20, 20 strokes per minute, if you haven't rowed at it, is going to feel slow. But I guarantee you within probably the first five minutes, you'll, you'll regret doing it. And in terms of pacing... Uh, your body is kind you're going to kind of naturally feel the pace that you can hold. And the goal, again, is max meters in that 30 minutes, especially minutes, we'll say like 18 through 24 are absolutely soul crushing. Like you might want to die. <laughs> you're really selling me on this one <laughs> at the end of the 30 minutes like you should be on the floor like trying to breathe and hating your life oh yes i'm so in yeah this I, i'm excited actually i well thanks for coming man this was awesome it was good to, to 
to talk to you again. Miss seeing you around. We miss I, miss, you. I miss the harassment. I just love being like yelled at and harassed. <laughs> you told me I did great today. All right, guys. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at watermouth at gmail.com. Um, you can reach me at uh, live, laugh, wad on Instagram. You can find me at prep it real good on Instagram as well. All right. And I'm Cassie. He's platy. I'm dude, bro. Watch us work out. It's still just me posting, but Hey, it'd be like that. And is there anything you want to plug? Yeah. You can find me on Instagram. Real big tit man. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you were going to, um, plug your instagram or not but i i've always loved your instagram name <laughs> so I, I i don't use it very often um lately it's just been stories of erg data and rowing screens but you know every now and then i'll i'll drop some cool stuff did an overhead squat at 300 pounds uh, a couple months ago so yeah that was awesome there. i was pretty proud yeah that was awesome I also will like purposely get your like Instagram name wrong if I'm talking to Catherine. I'll be like, "Oh, have you seen what giant penis man has?" <laughs> it is my real last name, like Titman. <laughs> <laughs>